be seated. When we all get to heaven, aren't you ready to go to heaven? Man. I can't even imagine what it'll be like. Oh, man. Get to be with Jesus. Jesus said in John 5, 24, Most assuredly I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Good morning. Glad we could uh, be together. Amen? Aren't you glad to be here? Aren't you glad to be able to worship uh, God Almighty, the big God, the God who does everything for us, the God who, who, like we talked about in Danny's class in the book of Job, made the world stand where it stands. <laughs> it's amazing. Made the, the sea stop where it stops. All the things that we can't even imagine doing, He does just because He's God. If you would, turn with me to Matthew chapter 14. Uh, the winter semester for our classes, our Bible classes, we're talking about the miracles of Jesus. <clears throat> and as I present my lessons, I'm going to be talking about the miracles of Jesus with uh, trying to go along with the classes the best I can. So bear with me. If I'm off a little bit, it'll still be a good sermon, all right? I hope. But really, you know, we read about these miracles and the things that Jesus did, but when we think about and truly realize how awesome the name of Jesus really is, you know, when you think about it, when somebody says Jesus, what do you think about? What are the emotions that go through your head when you think about Jesus? In Matthew uh, chapter 1, verses 21 through 23, the angel tells Joseph, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall, shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. It doesn't matter what day. It doesn't matter what time. It doesn't matter where. When we hear the name Jesus, it should do something in us. It should make us feel happy. It should make us feel excited. We should have a, a, a thought that goes through our heads about what Jesus did and who He is. It's not a specific day that we need to just think about Jesus. It should be every single day of our lives. And this morning I want to talk about a miracle that we know well and we've taught if we're uh, older members for years and we've uh, told it to our kids and we've learned it in class. Matthew chapter 14, let's read it. 
verses 22 through 33. Jesus walks on the sea. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. When those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. What an awesome story. In so many aspects. You know, uh, Jesus, he sends the disciples away onto the sea, but just right before that, 5,000 people got fed. Well, 5,000 men got fed, not including the women and the children. Who knows how many were there? 5,000, 7,000, 8,000 with five loaves and two fish. Five loaves and two fish, all these people just got fed. A miracle that is amazing in itself. And so Jesus sends his disciples onto the sea and he goes up into the mountain and he prays. I think about what was he praying about? Because here they go onto the sea. I just, uh, that's kind of a thought I was, as I was studying for this, thought about. Because he's, he's showing us something right here in this story. So they go out into the sea and they get stuck in the middle. The waves are crashing, the wind's blowing and they're stuck. And then in the middle of the night, here comes Jesus walking on the water. Could you imagine that? I mean, a lot of us fish. A lot of us have been out on... I mean. Uh, Danny and them go on the, the cruise ship. Imagine being on the cruise ship, coming outside, and somebody walking on the water to the boat. That's not happening. But for Jesus, it was happening. You know, and, and, and Peter, boy, he's, he's the brave one out of the bunch. You know, he sees him. They, they think it's a ghost, and he's like, no, it's, it's not. I'm not a ghost. It's me. Don't be afraid. And Peter says, well, command, command me to come out there to you. He's going to come out there to him. 
gets out, and what does Jesus say? Come, come to me. He gets out and he takes a step and he begins to walk. And this is kind of where I want to start my lesson. I want to look at the perspective of Peter fixing to walk on the water and trusting what Jesus said. Can we trust truly what Jesus says? Jesus said, come. And as Peter steps out onto the water, we know the story, he begins to walk, but what happens? He looks around and he, the storm's still going on. Jesus is walking through a storm. And Peter looks around and he starts to sink. The application that I want to make for us and for me too, because 1 Timothy 6.12 tells us that we all, as brothers and sisters in Christ, are fighting the good fight of faith. Amen? And I want to encourage us three reasons why we can trust what Jesus says. We can trust what Jesus says. Amen? The first reason is because He is God. You see, all the miracles that Jesus is performing in front of the people, and more specifically to the disciples right here, is to show, him, show them that, that He's not ordinary, that He's different. There's something about Him. You know, in John 9, the verses 1 and 2, the disciples saw a blind man and asked him, Who sinned? You remember this story? Who sinned, the man or the parents? Which one sinned? And Jesus tells them in verse 3, Neither the parents or him. It was, the, it was so the works of God might be displayed. Then Jesus healed him. So these miracles, wherever they are, whether it's the apostles doing it later, whether it's whoever's performing the miracle, it's all to display the work of God. And here Jesus is displaying the work of God. These miracles are from God. Jesus is the God-man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable the God uh, that, that we serve. John 1, 1 through 3 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. And then down just a few verses later in John 1, 14, it says, And the Word that was with God and was God became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And in verse 18 of that chapter, he says, No one has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father. He has declared Him. 
one of the most comforting things that we have as Christians is knowing that what Jesus says is what God says. Amen? Because we're all seeking to do God's will, right? I want to do God's will, and I want to be pleasing to Him. And so what Jesus tells me to do and shows me to do is what I need to do to be pleasing to the Father. John 8, 58, Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you that before Abraham was, I am. We all know who I am is, don't we? You remember when uh, uh, Moses is looking into this burning bush? And, and in Exodus chapter 3, verse 14, and I'm paraphrasing this, he says, uh, Who will I tell the children of Israel? Because, you know, God said, You need to go tell the uh, elders of Israel that you're going to be the one to lead them out. He says, who do I tell him sent me? And God said, I am. You tell him, I am sent you. And here Jesus is uh, talking to these Jews and he's telling them, before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> well, they knew what that meant. They knew that that was straight up blasphemy because he was trying to say that he was God. Why is that even important? Because we, like I said before, as Christians, are trying and striving and wanting to do God's will. Turn with me real quick to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Jesus is such a great... He's just a great person in so many aspects. But He, he shows us and tells us and guides us in ways that will lead to a perfect and mature Christian life if we'll let Him. The problem is so many times we, we don't take the time to really study what Jesus says and, and what He's doing. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm fall victim to this. You know, I heard a guy one time that said, and I so wanted to talk to him, I never could hook up, but he told me he doesn't believe anything in the Bible except the red letters. I don't believe anything in the Bible except what the red letters say. And you know, to a certain extent, I agree with that. But the black letters are from the red letters. Look at what he says here. John 5, chapter 16. I mean, John chapter 5, verses 16 through 23. For this reason the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, My father has been working until now and I have been working. Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him. 
because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that he was God, that God was his Father, making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows himself, shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son, that all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Jesus says that they should honor him just like they honor the Father. And in Philippians 2, 5, and 6, what I'm trying, all these verses that I'm giving you, all these things that I'm saying to you is what is one thing. We can trust what Jesus tells us in the Scriptures because Jesus is God. He is the manifestation of God. Philippians 2, 5, and 6 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Now, if I thought, if I came and told you I was God, you wouldn't believe that. It's ridiculous. I'm not even close to being equivalent to God. But Jesus didn't consider it robbery to be equal with God. Equal with God. And Colossians 1.15 says, He is the image of the invisible God. So, first we can take Jesus at His word because He is God and what He speaks is best for us. You remember John 3.16? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So secondly, we can trust what Jesus says not only because He's God, but He loves us. Verses 7 and 8 of Philippians 2, if you just came a little bit further down on that, says, but he made himself of no reputation. Taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So even though he was equal to God, he made himself as a man what he created and became a slave. Meaning that he was going to do whatever God the Father commanded him to do on this earth. 
And why? Because he loved us. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2 says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. He wanted to do it. John 15, 13, he says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. We can take Jesus at his word. We can trust what Jesus says because he loved us. And think about it. Would you, if you, the people that you love, the people that you really and truly love, would you tell them or warn them of something that may hurt them? Would you tell someone you love so much that if you do this, you'll be successful? Would you tell someone that you love so much, hey, if you do this, this is going to kill you. Jesus understood it. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. He was willing to be the sacrifice that would make a way for us to have eternal life because He loved us. Turn with me to another scripture. Hebrews uh, chapter 10. This is how much Jesus loves us. Hebrews chapter 10. Think about your life. Peter is stepping out onto the water and he's stepping out into the waves crashing. And at first he believes what Jesus is saying. He believes it anyway. But when he steps out, the water and the waves and the crashing wind and, and all those things distracted him. Hebrews 10, verse 11 through 18 says, And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. But the Holy Spirit also witnesses to us for after he had said before, this is the covenant that I will make with them. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds I will write them. Then he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. 
Matthew 26, 28, uh, talking about uh, the Lord's Supper, Jesus says, For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. You want to know why Jesus loved you so much? Because He wanted you to be able to have your sins forgiven. He wanted to make a way for you to be able to make your life right with Him. Which brings me to my third and final point. We can take Jesus or trust Jesus' word because without them we can't be saved. I lived for a long time not understanding who Jesus was. And not understanding really how important the things that Jesus did and said were. I thought about athletes. I thought about famous people, presidents. I thought, man, they were great people and they did great things. But our Savior... did way more than anybody could ever do. You talk about the greatest hero ever. It's Jesus. And He did it because He loved us. And He wanted to save us. So here comes Peter. He steps out onto the boat. Out of the boat and he's starting to walk and he starts to sink. And what does he do? He calls out, To Jesus, and what does Jesus do? He picks him up immediately. He picks him up immediately. But how do we know that Jesus' word saves us? We got to be in the word. We've got to study our Bibles. We've got to see what Jesus tells us to do. We've got to understand that the things that He commands are things that will help our life and help us grow. John 14, 23, Jesus says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, And we will come to Him and make our home with Him. How do we know His Word? Read His Bible. Read the words in here. Not just the red. John 15, 10 and 11. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Turn with me to one last scripture. Luke 24, as I close. 
Luke chapter 24, verses 44 through 49. Jesus, in the Gospels, He does these miracles, He shows these things, uh, he proves that He's God and He's the Son of God and that He um, loves us and the things that He did for us and He's died and now He's resurrected and He's fixing to go uh, into heaven. And in verse 44 He says, And then He said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the third day, and right from the dead from the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. Jesus opens the mind of the disciples and they see all that the Old Testament had to say about Him. And He tells them to stay in Jerusalem and you're going to receive power from on high. And we understand that they received the gift of the Holy Spirit and they were able to speak in languages that they didn't know. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached. Why? So people could be saved. We can trust what Jesus says because He tells us not only how to live a faithful Christian life, but truly how somebody can be saved. And we know from uh, when Peter stands up and he preaches the first uh, gospel sermon in Acts 2, he pricks the heart of those... uh, Jews there and they say what must we do? And Peter says repent and be baptized for the remission of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 41 of Acts 2, those who gladly received that word were baptized. So what we see is Jesus told the disciples what was going on and what was going to be preached and it happened just as He said. Just as He said. So, What Jesus says, we have to make sure that we listen, read, understand, and we obey it. Not because it's just these commandments that we have on the wall to keep, 
but because he's looking out for our best interest. Mark 16, 16 says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. So the question is, do we take Jesus at His word? Will we trust and obey what He tells us to do in His Word? Not only by the Gospels, but by what He preached to the disciples and what they proclaimed on in through the New Testament. And understanding that even in the Old Testament, it's for our learning. But everything is the focal, everything of the Bible is a focal point on one man, and it's Jesus and what He did for us. Will we look to Jesus and listen to what He says? Even though Peter was sinking, he still knew who he needed to reach up to. And Jesus was immediately there. He'll never leave you or forsake you. If you're here today and you are struggling with what Jesus says, Jesus in John 13, 14 and 15, He says, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man may be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. Do you want to have eternal life today? If you're not a Christian, understand this, Jesus loves you so much He died and was buried and He rose again for you. And you have an opportunity to become a child of God through His blood that He shed. Will you, be real, will you be willing to repent and turn from your old ways and be baptized in water, immersed in water for the remission of your sins? Are you here today and you need to have the prayers of the saints? Are you struggling with some issues? If you want to obey the gospel, come right now. It's together we stand up and sing.